the secret formula is a secret method, device, process, or formula used to competitive advantage in a business. Talking big money with your host, the most more Dishy Daniels, aka Dish Papa. Welcome to the Secret Formula Podcast, where I interview creative talent such as musicians, filmmakers, etc. My guest today is Lil Louis V. Louis is a clothing designer and a musician. For today's podcast, we'll be going into topics such as mental health, drug addiction, and hip-hop. Louis was very transparent on this podcast. He, he revealed a lot of personal stuff about himself. If you guys would like to show me some support, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dish Papa, D-I-S-H-P-A-P-A, all lowercase, all one word. And all right, guys, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Lil Louis V. What's good, man? <laughs> I appreciate you coming down all the way from Sonora just to come bullshit with me. I got some questions lined up for you, and I'm fucking stoked to have you here, man. I'm stoked to be here, bro. Yeah, it's been a pretty eventful day. Um, yeah, it's been chilling. So we're just going to get straight to the point. This is kind of more, um, it's mental health related, because when you watched my most recent video that I put out, well, it's not recent, but it's been a while. Um, it, it was just me talking about like my anxiety disorder and such, right, and... Right. You know, I was thinking of all these questions last night, and when I do that, it's more of me just kind of um, overthinking things, and I thought, okay, mental health, so let's just go into, like, really how your brain operates. For me, it, it just seems to never fucking shut off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel that. I really do feel that. And um, I guess I just kind of wanted you to be able to elaborate on that. Like, do you feel like it's a constant state of, like, urgency? Like, oh, I want to get this done. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I feel so fucking scatterbrained, you know? Well, like, uh, let's let's take a trip. Uh, like, I'm going to be moving to L.A. next, not next week, but the week after. Right. So, like, you know, with everything going on, I'm, like, always thinking about, you know, do I have all my college stuff done? Do I have enough job applications put in? Do I have enough of this? Do I have enough of that? And also, like, hyper-focusing hyper on things that aren't, you know, necessarily important at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get so many things done, but I only have 24 hours in a day. Right. And then like, it's, it's just more a matter of perspective. And it's like, how do I go about this without stressing myself out to the maximum? Because like the more I stress myself out over the little things is like the big thing. It's like, I got to focus on what is the biggest goal here. And then like taking the steps to get there. Like recently, like every day when I get home, it's just like, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to get on my computer and grind out like a new shirt design or whatever it may be. And it's like, I can't stress out over packing because I know that I have like a whole week to pack. Yeah. So, totally. you know, but there, there is times where I'm like stressing on like everything in my brain and my brain's constantly going, but it's just a matter of like centering myself in that present moment. What can I do in this present time to like focus up on what I need to do? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's the cliche things as far as like getting yourself in the present fucking headspace. Like it's like, Oh, look at that dog over there. It's oh, hard. Look, yeah. Yeah. Look at that homeless person. <laughs> standing over there. Right. right. Yelling at that trash can. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I mean, I really do struggle with that shit for sure. Like it's like, it's constantly feeling like I'm not um, good enough, you know, and it's very real. I don't think people really admit to it a lot, but it really does feel like I'm always trying to one up myself and, um, you know, even when I used to go record like vocals and shit, um, I don't, we're never going to release this music video that Zane filmed for me. It was good, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the song for me is super embarrassing, but 
it really was a fucking stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I did get my foot in it as much as I felt like I failed. Um, I didn't think you did. But on my part, it just felt... No, I'd say that the, the video was, uh, like, it was all right. It was funny as shit, It could have been a lot better. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like practice makes perfect. You got to yeah. put yourself out there to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a uh, it felt like a fucking black metal video. You know what I'm saying? Like the really fucking cheesy ones where they're in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They're like basically yeah. playing like D and D. You know, it's right. like the same shit. Yeah. Um, it's hella like Dungeons and Dragonsy. But yeah, man, it, I'm just stoked to see that you're actually like really putting yourself out there. You're fucking establishing a brand. You're fucking grinding as far as like getting graphics out and even like every part of clothing possible: beanies, you know, long sleeves. All that shit. Right. I mean, that must take up a lot of fucking headspace. And even coming up with the, some of the designs, like the the skull I noticed that has like the headshot coming through it. And, it's uh, uh, third third eye. Third eye. That's what that means. Third eye open. Yeah. Oh shit. So like the the concept for that design was like, if we don't have our mind open and our third eye open, you know, yeah. like I mean, a lot of people will like to do psychedelics to like open their mind, whatever. But I mean, you don't need that to open your mind. Just to be open to like other people's ideas and other people's perspectives and not just believing that your only perspective is the only truth because without that, we're dead. Like if you can't take in what the world is giving and then like find your perspective through other perspectives, like you're not taking in every detail that could like possibly help you. Right. So that's why it's, it's skulls and like there's a pentagram and anarchy is because it's like it's death in a sense is like when people's minds are open they're just walking zombies like social media like yeah i have to be on social media and i have to grind that out because i want to show people that they can have an open mind being on social media they don't have to walk in the ways of the world they don't have to be like oh well this rapper decided he was gonna rap this way and these lyrics about fucking bitches and getting money is like the only way i can be famous no you can rap about whatever you want you can do and be whoever you want it just depends on like a marketing perspective too of how you want to go about it. You know, you got your fucking Nicki Minaj's, you got your Megan Thee Stallion, and then you got like your Tierra Wax, which are crazy fucking lyrical. Right. Create like it's, it's the most bizarre shit you'll ever watch, but it's super entertaining. Right. Um, but I mean, a lot of rappers are super insecure about that shit too, man. Like a lot of them like feel like they have to have a Lambo. They have to have this. They have to look a certain way, you know? Um, it all comes down to like, especially when you're coming up, you know, it's like you got to right. sit lean, you got to do drugs you gotta look cool like it's so i mean like if you want to get into the topic like i've definitely had my go around with drug use and like i'll say this much that me having a clear head has been one of the best things lately for my life that me having a clear head and like really putting all that energy that i used to use to like go hang out with friends and sip lean and smoke weed and drink and party and like all that wasted time you You know there's you feel it's wasted well, there's, there's a time and place for that. I feel like my new goal now is like when I have a penthouse or I have a mansion or a Lambo, when I get... When, <laughs> when I, I get it. That's, <laughs> well, that's Zane's bottom. When I get it. It's not how. When I get it. Well, it's more so it's like, yeah, I the, how I get it. But like when I get to a certain point, when I reach that goal, mm-hmm. is the time and place where I'll know like, do I want to roll up another backwood? Do I want to like sip lean? But for me, like... Sipping lean is it's synthetic heroin like that. Literally, shit, it was so addictive, bro. The yeah. first time I ever did it, I was in I was in high school in continuation school, and I was in class like right. sipping lean, like just it was. And then I was trying to like get it right after that day, like I was hitting up anybody I could, like I need more, like instantly. It was just that addictive. It was just like boom, I need it, I need it, I need it. 
Yeah, I remember you sipping a fuck ton of it in my car. I'm like, I didn't even know what that shit was. I was like, and oh, he's just that, sipping coffee. That day that I popped the Zans and then I, I was like, you thought I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much as that, but your eyes were dilated. You looked fucking weird. You're just like, zombified, just bro. Gone, bro. Gone. And I, I remember taking, uh, I took just a little bit of whatever you had some of that Zan shit. And you're like, oh no, it wasn't just Zans in there. It was, it was other shit in there too. Well, right? they were fake. They're as cutting fuck. it. They like, were it wasn't hella even fake. Real. They, were, they were like uh, fentanyl pressed for sure. So yeah. like that's scary as hell. And that was like that was at the time point when Zans like when they were cutting off making like the the production of Zans in medical companies. Like obviously they still do, but like just what everybody knew at Xanax medically, like getting scripts and like selling them, flipping them, doing whatever. Like that was the point where everyone like the market crashed per se because everyone started having to make them themselves. So everyone started pressing them with fentanyl. And like at the point of time when I was in rehab, it was like people, like I was, I was listening to the radio cause we didn't have phones or anything. And like, I heard like 15 people were hospitalized and I think at least 10 of them died at a party in Modesto because of fentanyl laced cocaine. And Jeez. that's like, fentanyl is no joke. Like just the right amount will kill you instantly. Yeah, I know I got Mac Miller, bro. I mean, I got tons of people. It's it's normal. like little peep. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. And um, I used to snort Zams. Like I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna cap. I don't need to cap. Like I used to snort those things, and like that would could have been my life in that second. It just could have been like, oh, you did it, you snorted a Zan, and now you don't wake up the next day. It was completely wasted. Yeah, it's. I mean, we were talking about this earlier when we were just bullshitting, walking around fucking Sacramento. I was like, yeah, like a lot of rappers, like. um they, they get into, like, doing lean and shit because it's the cool thing to do. Um, obviously, like, now with, like, Juice World and such, he was, his most recent record before he died, he was just like, it's fucking killing, you know? And he literally yeah. was saying, like, I'm going to die from this shit, and it really fucking happened. Saddest shit ever. Um, I feel as though drugs shouldn't be looked at, oh, you need to send to fucking jail for having this and that. And then you need to go to fucking rehab, dude. I'm and it's it's not necessarily like people people go to rehab and then they get back out and they do the same thing like i right. went to rehab i came out and i'd say for like six months i was like in a good headspace and then like you know i started connecting with certain friends smoking weed again drinking and then like there was a point before um this whole la idea where i had a friend come over and they brought xanax into my house and like they were trying to sell them to me they were trying to offer them to me and they were like, oh, you know, you want to crush it up and snort it. You know, in the back of my mind, being a Xanax addict, I was like, hell yeah, I want to crush that shit up and snort it. But at the same time, right. the, the the conscious choice of not doing Xans and the conscious choice of bettering myself put me in a space to be like, I've came way too far to go back now. Totally. That's the biggest step back I can take is to go right back to where I started because it's like I would lose all the progress I'd made and had to start all over again. And who knows where I would be and how bad it would be fuck dude that is crazy to think about yeah i mean you did a whole fucking 360 man um I, i'm proud of you for where you're at where, where you've been i mean i've seen some of your living situations and such and uh it was a come up for sure dude you know well what was i like i was 18 and homeless in a tent yeah yeah i remember visiting you there and uh, I, i'm fucking clueless i don't i don't take things into perspective after they're done you know what i'm saying and i didn't realize like jesus christ like the headspace you're in was just like uh, it was toxic for sure. It was toxic. And I mean, like, even with it being toxic and me being homeless in a tent at 18, like I still got a job Yeah, and I still got tried to make it no matter which way I could. But at the same time, my perspective was like party, do drugs. So, like I'd be making tips at the pizza place I was working. And then like every night with my tips, I'd buy weed, I'd buy Zans, I'd buy 
beer, whatever I could. So that's the thing. Yeah. I was never saving money. I was never focused on any dreams or goals. It was just like, oh, I work. So I, I did our days of work. So might as well go get fucked up. Fuck, dude. That's gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, so this is a little off topic. Kind of, maybe we'll come back to this stuff. Um, I know it is. It's a, it's pretty hard to talk about that. I mean, like I, I've actually I'm really open about it. That's good, man. That's good to be that way because then other people are like, oh, well, I also struggle with that. Yeah, it's relatable, and I like that. I like you know, it speaks to people. Well, just like I mean, the same way for me. So like I've dealt with like the heaviest depressions like ever, and um, I st- I started getting on like medication for like anti anxiety stuff, and I remember that shit fucked with my head dude because oh, i remember i took it wrong one day and everything almost became like it felt like i like i i ripped like a bong like 90 fucking times and i was just like not there you know what i'm saying like everything felt weird it felt like i wasn't in my fucking body you know what i'm saying yeah no i get that i trust me i almost died yeah. a couple <laughs> times so i definitely know how you feel where you're like i'm about to die like what's going on yeah no that shit's scary as fuck but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad to see everything's working out a lot better. L.A. is going to be crazy. This was another thing. I already have this question written up. I don't care. Uh, I basically wanted to tell you that, like, so when I made the big move out to Portland, I thought, like, okay, like, this is going to be, like, my first big break. And I didn't really know what I would end up doing. Obviously, I didn't think I'd be doing this at all. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll be fucking selling out stadiums. I'll be doing this. Ever since I was 14, that's what I thought <laughs> right. I'd be fucking doing Totally not the case at all. And another thing that came along with that was like not knowing anybody where I moved. You know, like I had some close friends there, but they were always too busy. You know, they work in fucking the medical field and shit. So it was just like, it felt like it was just me a lot, you know? So my only piece of advice for you is when you go out there is at least try to make some connections and some ones that actually fucking matter. Well, that's the biggest thing is that like LA is a ruthless area. Yeah. Like any city is a ruthless area. Like a lot of people... You know, it's it's for themselves. It's every man for himself. It's like, you know, to grind, like, it's got to be you. And so, like, it's not that I don't want to make friends. It's not that I don't, you know, want to find people that I enjoy hanging out with. But at the same time, it's business-related. Like, it has yeah. to stay business-related more so than it has to be a friendship because I can't get distracted hanging out with friends all the time, you know, wasting gas money to go hang out at this place or that place or do this or do that going out to eat like i really have to stay focused on my clothing brand stay focused on if i'm going to go do music at the studio like right and la is an expensive area bro like gas is like almost four dollars a gallon so and you know if you get stuck in traffic it's just like it's burning through money because like la traffic is crazy and like i'm in the valley so it's not as bad but right. if I need to go to an area in LA or I need to go to like Hollywood or whatever, that freeway could be jammed up from an accident or whatever it may be. And that's like, you know, you never know what traffic's going to be like, how long it's going to take you to get to work or whatever. So you have to really prepare yourself ahead of time. And then like the whole friendship thing is like, I'm at a point now where I'm not really worried about having friends. I mean, like I have, you know, you're my friend. I yeah. have, you know, Felipe is my friend. Like I have people that are my friends that I care about that will always be my friend. And yeah. even though we're separated, it's not like I can't hop on Discord or hop on bullshit Snapchat and bullshit with them and talk through life with them. Um, but the main thing is, is like looking for friends all the time. Like, you know, there's going to be other, there's a bunch of roommates in these creative living space. So there's going to be like people there that like, will you know, want to like maybe, you know, if I'm gaming, like, oh, I play this game like too. And, like, yeah. and hang out, you know, but it's, it's more so that like building stable friendships that'll carry on. Like maybe one person 
that I find it's solid. But that's the thing is like LA being such a ruthless area, like you never know who's actually your friend because right. that person could just be trying to like, you know, use you for business. And it's like, not in a sense to be an asshole, but it's like, everyone is really business focused in this area. Everyone is really trying to build networks and connections like that will progress them and build win-wins. So like, that's the biggest thing. And like through those connections, yeah, you might find friends, but the biggest thing is to be worried about business. Yeah. Well, so you're the fucking, um, industry you're going into is very fucking similar to mine. It's, it's a use, use type thing. I didn't realize that until very recently. I mean, we've probably talked about this before, but like, you know, say someone's got like 13,000 subscribers. If I go on his channel or I fucking interview him, it's going to help out my channel. And people kind of look at it like, oh, they're just using it for content. But it's like, not really. Like, it, it kind of actually ends up going full circle. It goes both something. ways. Yeah. I mean, they get the content of having you as a guest. And then you also get the views to, like, you know, boost progress. you. Yeah. And progress. And that's the only way you can really go about it. I mean, like, back in the day, like, you know, there was certain, like, I mean, when YouTube first started off, we can look at, like, Shane Dawson and, like. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. used to watch his content a lot. And yeah. I, I look back on some of the shit and I was like, Ugh, yeah like we used to think that shit was the shit uh, and like it was so funny bad. and it like you know but that's the thing is like no matter what anybody else thinks you got to have the validation in yourself when you put something out there that's like you love and enjoy it um hence like the shirt i'm wearing right now is uh a part of my clothing brand i mean i, I will well, I'll probably have to stand up and show it in a minute but um it's just the fact that i put in my heart and soul into this brand and every time I draw it, I sit there for hours on end, just, you know, hand drawing, hand dude. drawing this stuff and then like editing it and making sure that like it looks good. Like I know in my heart that when I put it on a shirt that I love it and whoever else loves, it's going to love it. And I don't really care if any people want to think this or that about it because it's at the end of the day, it's for me. Yeah. It's not for anybody else. And it, that's the thing. It, it could be for whoever wants to wear it but at the end of the day it's for me like i draw this stuff and i love it that's kind of the same shit for me bro but i i've kind of taken the opposite approach of things because i like wanted to get more people involved you know what i'm saying like i i uh i always knew what it felt like to be someone that i, I didn't know what the fuck i was doing at first and right. maybe kind of like you talk things out you know and like in the podcast realm of things you get a, you get a way better fucking spectrum of someone and um I like what I'm doing right now, but I don't think it's going to be the end all be all. Like you were saying um, a while back, you're like, oh, yeah, you were thinking like five years from now. You know, I mean, it's great. You fucking really get in your head about this shit. I'm thinking like next week, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking five years from now. <laughs> I mean, like, it's always good to have like a five year plan. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like in that five year plan, you got to have like, what am I going to do next week to progress to that five year plan? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And no, it's not like a selfish thing that I do this for me. It's more so like if I can't do this for me at the end of the day and I'm worried about what everyone else is thinking, I'm never going to progress because no. then it's like I'm always worried about what the outside perspective of things is and I'm never worried about what's in here because what's inside, you know, yourself is what matters. It's like if you are happy with something, then run with it. I know that was kind of the narrative you were pushing on your website as well. I think, what was it? What did you say on there? Uh, it was basically just to be genuine. The overall goal of this brand is to show the youth that they can be themselves and do what their heart desires with the right mindset. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Like anybody, you know, in this world can be whoever they want. And that's the thing. As long as you stay authentic to yourself and just, you know, do what you want to do in this world. And like, you know, 
that could be anything for anybody. That means like if you want to go out and sell drugs and and tote guns and do the dance and risk your life, like I don't recommend it. At I all. mean, I don't recommend yeah. it either. Like I mean, I've been. But some people just do it. I mean, it's it's passed down with their family. It's all they know. And it's fucked up because they keep staying in certain circumstances. Well, forever. well, that's the thing. But that's the thing I'm trying to say is like Juice World is like one of my biggest influences. Like right his album legends never die in the intro anxiety like he says he's like you can do anything in this world it's like the world is yours like and i believe that like anybody can do whatever they want to do they just have to have the nuts to get out there and put themselves out there and put the work in it takes dedication it takes work if you're not spending at least every single day i'm gonna say at the least you got to spend time every day putting in work to what your craft is or what your hobby is that you want to excel in right you're not going to get anywhere expect burnout too that's very fucking real like um a rapper i've been listening to recently little tj like he's been really influential too because he's like um two years ago i started this in one of his lyrics and he's like thank god it happened this shit happened so quick and it's like but that's the thing for two straight years recording in the basement like he ended up hitting like a level where his music was just gas and then he became famous and that's but, but he put in that two years of work. It is the workflow, man. Yeah, it, it has really to does be fucking matter. Fuck, I mean, I, I like, I look back on some of my stuff. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? What was this? What's wrong with that? It's like, motherfucker, I got my foot in the door. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's all that matters, dude. Honestly, it's, um, it's just crazy, bro. And um, I guess we could talk about hip hop a little bit. So, um, K the Mus. In a sense, I guess he ta- must have taught you some shit because you know how to fucking freestyle right off the fucking bat. Was it just from hanging around with him a lot? So back shit? back when I was 16, um, I'm, I was basically living with my cousins. I was living with uh, K the Mus. Um, he's my cousin and his uh, younger brother. Um, and we would we would just sit there like we had like audacity and we would just like we had a mic, a laptop, audacity um and we just like write wrote songs like he had a bunch of songs written up and we would just start like rapping and then like we'd fuck around and freestyle and then like you know that was at the point because like before then i remember rapping with friends and stuff and like people were like oh it's freestyle like it's fun like you don't have to care like me and and (laughs) right and i would always be like self-conscious of the fact that it's like oh what if i fuck up oh but if you look at juice like he's the freestyle god because like there's that one freestyle he's like i just fucked up but i'm gonna still keep going and that's it it's like um you know felipe uh has been rapping a lot and he i told him the other night i was like bro like you just gotta keep doing that you gotta keep you know he comes home from work all the time and he's like sending me snapchats like around like 10 o'clock because it's he works night shifts and um so he like 10 o'clock in the morning like right before you know I'm like on my lunch break or whatever. And he's just rapping and freestyling and sending it to me. And it's like, I told him, I was like, bro, if you keep freestyling, like you will get good. Like if you, that's the thing you keep doing the same thing over and over again, just with anything like practicing skateboarding, practicing, like learning music, anything you're doing, if you keep putting in that work, you're going to get better. And that's where he is like, some of his lyrical flows like the other day he was like bro like you're so he's like he's like you're so lyrical and like he's like now i just have to one-up you and you know it's like you don't have to one-up anybody you gotta one-up yourself you gotta just keep pushing to get to that level you have to do what works for you too i mean like i guess the biggest part of everything as far as finding yourself as creative is like finding yourself really like what are you into you know what i'm saying like what do you like 
you know that that really does matter if you want people to be able to uh, buy what you're selling. Right. Because if you're just copycatting, you're not gonna get fucking anywhere. I mean, you know, there's definitely people who will take flows okay. and like copycat a flow, but they'll change it up a little bit, and sometimes that works for people. Uh, dude, Don't get so me many wrong. rappers still flows, bro. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like, I'm talking about cookie cutting. Like, okay, here's an example. Uh, who's that fucking guy? Lil Pump and then that icy narco guy. The They're shit. like the same. It's the same guy. thing. He literally just copied his platform. I mean, his entire image. And I shit. mean, Icy yeah. Narco is like he's got a different sound per se. Like his music sounds a little different. But like when I looked at Icy Narco for the first time, like when he popped up on my Instagram feed, I was like, is that oh. little pump." Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I was like, "Is this little pump?" Yeah. And then it wasn't. But then I checked out his music, and like for me, his music seems mediocre. And I'm not trying to hate, but it just to me like as an artist myself like i really have a hard time like going and just making ignorant music about fucking bitches getting money like i can but like i'd rather keep it a hundred and try to tell a story yeah that i mean that is like the best part of it and yeah there's no there's no hate for it man like do whatever the fuck you want exactly it's do whatever you want but for me personally yeah i i just don't like that and you know there may be a time like if i did get rich and famous like where i might want to have fun on a song like that where i actually have that to tell but at this point in time it's like the only thing i can tell is my story of like mud to now and that's like if i don't do that i'm being unauthentic i'm making shit up right it's it's just fucking um you know punchlines story and you'll go pretty fucking far in hip-hop if you figure out that goddamn formula if you do it right right but uh all right zane i fucking appreciate you being on today's podcast go ahead and plug yourself fucking death after birth website oh yeah let me get up okay we're gonna gonna show this shirt for you guys go fucking buy this shit motherfuckers (laughs) deathafterbirth.com instagram deathafterbirth i'm gonna plug all that shit down below all right guys we'll catch you later